Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. We're going to give everyone a few moments to log on and, and join us today. And before we get started, if you, you can familiarize yourself with the Zoom interface at the bottom, we have the Q&A if you'd like to ask, ask us any questions during the live session and also the chat on the bottom of the Zoom interface as well. Wonderful, well, welcome to the Media Gel Podcast. I'm your host, Guillermo Bravo. Today we'll be covering 10 different ways to advertise your cannabis store on Google with Courtney Brown. Uh, Courtney Brown is the digital marketing manager at MediaGel, bringing seven years of digital marketing and digital marketing and demand generation experience to today's podcast. How are you, Courtney? Hey guys, I am so excited to be here today. Such a pleasure, Guillermo. Yeah. Um, why don't we kick this off with a few stats to orient ourselves within the paid search landscape? So, 3.5 billion searches happen every single day, and Statista yeah. estimates that 90% of desks top searches are done on Google. There's also a link between searches and store visits. So 34% of people who search for something near them on a desktop or tablet, uh, for example, like dispensary near me, will actually go and visit that store, which is so fantastic. So let's discuss getting dispensaries started with Google advertising. Okay. And um, first, I'm curious to hear your thoughts, Guillermo. Cannabis is a regulated industry, and with all regulated industries, there's restriction, there are restrictions Excuse me, um, to where and what and how you can advertise. So why do you think cannabis dispensaries still believe they can't run ads on Google? That's a, that's a great question. You know, the first thing is, you know, taking a look at the Google advertising policy, you know, especially on dangerous products, it does state that uh, ads are not allowed for substances that alter mental state for the purpose of recreational or otherwise induce highs. Uh, so that's one reason that uh, I think people are drawn away from advertising on, you know, on Google with cannabis products. Yeah. Um, they also, you know, state that I'm just kind of reading through the policy here. Uh, products or services marketed as facilitating rec recreational drug use is another one. So there's a few kind of uh, barriers to entry to even uh, get approved on Google. And the trick here is to create ads that are implicit uh, with subtle mentions of the plant. Uh, so similar to social media where you, you, know, you can't post the, the pricing, discounts, like on Instagram, you can't post your, uh, your contact information, phone number, anything along those lines because that would be considered promoting the sale. Uh, you have to really be conservative with the way that you uh, position the ads on Google. Uh, so, you know, one way I'd like to, to give an example of this would be, let's say a celebrity agrees to take a picture in front of a restaurant. You know, a customer may see that and assume that, you know, the celebrity liked that restaurant and assume, you know, and really take that as the reason to come visit. So that's like a, a subtle way to do that uh, with a picture and the same thing for a, for a cannabis company, you know, you can do a lifestyle picture or, you know, mention flower instead of cannabis as a word. So there's just kind of some, some subtle ways to position your brand 
um, but not promote the, the sale of the product. Right. That makes perfect sense. Those are definitely some big exclamation points, you know, dangerous yeah. products, substances yeah. that alter mental health or mental state. Yeah. That, that's a lot to get around. So, you know, until federal legalization happens, we likely won't see support from Google in the cannabis space, but, yeah. you know, even after legalization, this there's, there are always going to be strict guidelines to follow, like just, you know, like other regulated industries, alcohol, yeah. for example. So I'm glad we got that out of the way. Hopefully everyone knows that we can actually yeah. advertise on paid search. <laughs> I never want to see another webinar topic about that. Um, so why are Google ads so uh, beneficial for dispensaries to run? Yeah, I mean, if they're really highly targeted. You know, that's the top thing. You know, Google has done a great job as a search engine to provide the, the best results to, to people and, uh, you know, their, their viewers and, and when they actually use the search engine. So when people search for any term on Google, it's trusted. You know, 93% of all searches uh, done in the United States are through Google. So they really built that trust the consumer like just over the last, I mean, 10, 10 plus years. And that's why Google's one of the life. most valuable companies. <laughs> <laughs> one of the most valuable companies in the world. Uh, you know, and they really give you the ability to reach consumers at the, the top of the marketing funnel, as well as the bottom of the marketing funnel. So, you know, you really get to position your, your cannabis brand in front of consumers when they are ready to purchase, right? They have the intent to purchase. They're looking for cannabis. They need a pre-roll now. They want to, you know, they want to buy dabs now. Like it's all, they want to take action. So that's the best thing about Google is that you can, you know, position yourselves right there when they're ready to buy. Yeah, they're ready to find those stores, those products, yeah. ready to relax, have a good night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Get ready for Coachella this weekend. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, so it really is, a, you know, a, it can be a bottle, bottom of the funnel technique. And we're going to talk about yeah. full funnel uh, a little bit later, but let's get into the nitty gritty. So which Google ad types would you recommend for a dispensary just starting out with Google ads? Uh, my top one would be search ads. So search campaigns, resp responsive search campaigns would both be at the top of my list. Yeah. Uh, Google display ads as well. Uh, local ads, remarketing, and then Google Maps ads. So all of those should, should cover everything you should focus on as far as, uh, you know, for a cannabis retailer. Yeah, and that's a great, a great mix, you know, a base, basis to start out on, um, get yeah. some of those local campaigns started. I mean, if you did that and that alone, you would probably have a pretty solid paid search strategy. So for those starting and wanting to get into the space, yeah. that would be your roadmap right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there are, there are quite a few different ad campaigns that we're going to cover and, yeah. and ad types that dispensaries can capitalize on. So I always want to start with the uh, basics of marketing and we have to always, you know, circle back to that conversation before we get tactical. And I know you've heard of these terms, tofu, mofu, and bofu. <laughs> um, so if you're not considering where your target audience is in the marketing funnel, you know, your search ads can still miss the mark in a big way. So even though the search ads are targeting keyword intent, you still have to consider your full funnel and the content and the tone in your ads as well. Yeah. So really thinking about your target audience and the way that they communicate and even the words that they use, right? That's going to... Um, uh, you know, 
be the path for how you create everything here. So Mm -hmm. we're going to talk about top of funnel would be more brand awareness focused campaigns. And we know that Google has such a massive reach is what we covered in those stats. Um, And you can build a huge audience pool to remarket to. So building up that funnel and then remarketing as a bottom of the funnel strategy. So we've got top of funnel and bottom of funnel here. So my question to you is what types of content should you consider promoting when setting up a Google search ad strategy within that funnel? Oh, great question. Uh, let's start with, you know, tofu's the top of funnel. Uh, that would be a brand awareness campaign. So really just think about it. Think of uh, the campaign as a funnel, right? So you want to, you want people to come into the, to the funnel so that you can reach them uh, through other parts, you know, once they reach down the, the funnel mm-hmm. uh, and in Google, uh, two ways you can do that is through display ads, which are, you know, banner advertisements that can show up uh, through different Google platforms and then discovery campaigns. So that's another uh, platform, that uh, Google advertising channel that you can use uh, to advertise, let's say a blog post or, or PR or maybe a location page. Uh, so really just getting that initial awareness you know, the same way, um, let's say display advertising does. Uh, so really just, you know, seeing that mobile billboard when they're, they're visiting something online um, and then moving down to the middle of the funnel. So we, you know, we typically don't fo- focus too much on the, on the middle of the funnel. You know, we, we really are driving, you know, top line brand awareness and then bottom of the funnel, you know, intent. So transitioning to the bottom of the funnel you know, we, we're reaching people when they are, they're ready to buy, right? So they want to buy a product. Uh, they want to, to learn more about, uh, about your business, your product catalog and so on. So, you know, the bottom of funnel, you know, some of the KPIs that we probably want to shoot for is, you know, driving loyalty program signups. Mm-hmm. So if you, know, huge. you want, you want to build your, your marketing list, right? You want people to, to opt into your marketing messages and give you their, their phone number, email, so that you can reach them, um, you know, at a later time. And, you know, 420 is uh, right around the corner. So, you know, if you've been building your list uh, for the last for the last quarter, you can now activate that list to really have a successful 420. Absolutely. It's time. Yeah. <laughs> Get on it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And then remarketing. So, uh, you know, people are coming top of funnel. Maybe they visit your website and they browse a few pages uh, they read an article, they, they learn, you know, more about your vision, your story, uh, your mission, your, the, the, the story of your founders, everything, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so they, they know a little bit about you, but they didn't make a purchase, right? So we want to make sure that we remarket to that audience, and that would be bottom of the funnel, and just making sure that uh, we're nurturing, you know, our potential customers uh, in any way possible. Absolutely. That's great. That's fantastic. You just nailed it. I mean, that's your content's mapped out. So once we have our content mapped out and we're thinking about the full funnel, you know, top of funnel brand awareness and then conversions, now it's time to start thinking about what your goals are. And I almost think you should do this first. So many businesses just jump in head first. You know, they don't consider what they're trying to do. They just want to launch a campaign and get going and, and, and see, you know, make sales. But mm-hmm. what are some of the campaign goals that you would recommend setting? Yeah. I mean, especially for, you know, a top of funnel campaign, you know, the main goal is to drive impressions and increase traffic to your website would be number one. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, bottom of funnel, I would say, you know, driving e-commerce sales. So if you have a, a shopping cart, you know, where people can pre-order uh, products before they come in the store, let's say like a Dutchie or a Jane, um, then you'll want to drive people to, to that shopping cart so that you can, you know, can drive online sales. Another would be foot traffic in your store. So, you know, if people, uh, you know, don't feel comfortable ordering online, just get them to your store and have your bud tenders, you know, close them and, and get them to purchase product. Uh, another would be phone calls. So, you know, you can, you can drive phone calls and get people to, you know, to ask questions before they come in the store. This would be another KPI that you can focus on and another goal. And then we covered this a little bit, but loyalty sign up. So getting people to opt into your marketing messages compliantly, they have to select uh, that they want to receive messages from you. Right. And that can be in the form of email or by you know text message. Awesome. Yeah, th those are fantastic. So thinking about those, you know, yeah. starting with those campaign goals in mind is, is really a good tip when coming up with your paid search strategies. Now it's time for my favorite, targeting and segmentation. <laughs> so Guillermo, tell us what are the different ways you can segment your target audience on Google? Yeah, the, the first would be, um, you know, within a proximity to your retail location. So a radius. So just think of a donut. You have your, your, you have your store right here and you can set a five mile radius, 10 mile radius or, or you know, bigger if you, if you are in a, in a rural location. You can also, you know, segment by city. So you can just type in a city name and you can use that as your targeting metric. Mm -hmm. uh, zip codes. So, you know, this is great for a, a delivery service or, you know, or for a retail store. You know, I only want to focus on specific zip codes. Maybe uh, I want to create a campaign uh, in a higher net worth area. I can target that with different campaign messaging. Um, so that would be another way. And then also you can just draw, you know, with a polygon, a geofence around where you want to target. You know, if you're in the, you know, kind of peninsula in the Bay Area and you want to target like Santa Clara County, uh, you want to target that whole area, then you can just draw a map around there. And then you can also do negative targeting. So if there's an audience that you don't want to reach, maybe they're, they're not your you know, ideal customer demographic, then you can exclude them from, from the targeting as well. That's perfect. Yeah. I mean, I've heard of so many really successful paid search campaigns that just target specific neighborhoods in New York City. You yeah. know? So that's, it's, this is so um, crucial to understand yeah. and, and to do correctly from the get-go. So, okay, it's the moment we've all been waiting for. Let's uh, <laughs> dive into the 10 ways you can advertise your cannabis store on Google. And number one on the list are Google search ads. So let's talk about them. Tell me everything you know about search campaigns and how we can use them for cannabis dispensary clients. Yeah, search campaigns are, I mean, one of my favorite for, for Google, Google ads. Uh, I mean, they, they give you... Um, a really diverse kind of a platform and, and channel just to to reach you know cannabis re, cannabis consumers uh, and you know they and the the possibilities are endless with this so I'm going to go go through a couple search campaigns uh, that I that we run for for clients so uh, branded campaigns so let's say I have uh, ABC dispensary. And, you know, I want to ensure that I protect my brand name when people are in San Francisco, let's say for one of my stores. 
I can bid on my own brand name just to ensure that I have that real estate at the top of search results. And I'll show you, uh, I'll show you an example. Let's just do a, let's just do a search now for <clears throat> Barbary Coast Cannabis. So this is a store up in San Francisco. You know, they rank organically or at the top, um, but, you know, protect yourselves. You could bid on a, you could bid on a Google ad here just to ensure that you're at the top of the search results because others may be bidding on your name. Right. So that's one way, you know, that we, we really want to protect ourselves and our brand to ensure that no one else is going to steal our customers. So it happens, brand, definitely happens. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, really, I mean, maybe a lot. 10% of your budget to just protecting your brand. Okay. Right. So make sure that, you know, all the customers that have, yeah, that you spent all this money to acquire and that have built a relationship with your bud tenders, you know, continue to come back to you. Uh, so really protect yourself on that front. <clears throat> and then non-brand campaigns. And this is, this is where the, the opportunities are endless. Uh, so when I'm thinking about non-brand campaigns, that's anything that's not related to my brand, that is a cannabis term that people are searching for that really, you know, may show intent to, to visit the store or that they're looking for a cannabis retailer. Uh, so some of those would be cannabis store, uh, dispensary, dispensary near me, uh, pot shop, weed shop. There's all these synonyms of keywords that people can use to find a store. I mean, we've, there's thousands. Uh, so, you know, really, really get creative with that. You know, there, there's all types of slang words and everything that you can focus on for non-brand keywords. And uh, that's why I always say it's endless. Like there's so many opportunities for cannabis stores to get people, you know, to get traffic from non-branded search campaigns. Yeah. It's, that's a big one. Yeah. Yeah. And um you know, kind of transitioning on to product categories. So, you know, we know the top product categories are flour, uh, edibles, you know, drinks are a big category under edibles, getting a lot of popularity. Uh, you know, pre-rolls is another one under flour, uh, concentrates, topicals. So you can, you can bid on all these keywords. So if someone's looking for cannabis edibles, you can send someone to a landing page that has, uh, information about cannabis edibles. Uh, so you can, you can, there's, you know, there's a lot of opportunities just to target category, category keywords there. And then product specific. So, you know, this is an, is another opportunity, you know, a lot of cannabis dispensaries have probably 500 plus SKUs in their product catalog. So, you know, you can export that and, and turn into a, you know, a Google sheet or a, an Excel sheet. And then, from there, prioritize maybe your top 10 to 20 products that you'd like to focus on that you, you know, think people are searching for in your local area. And you can look at um, platforms like BDS Analytics or Headset, or even look on Google Trends to see what people are searching for in your, in your city. And you know, this depends on, this varies like market by market. So you know, what's popular for products can be different in San Francisco versus Los Angeles or San Diego. So really being in tune with, you know, top performing products, uh, doing your uh, kind of market research 
to ensure that you have products to fill all these different gaps. Um, there's just so many opportunities there. And that's right in sync with the next recommendation, which would be strains. So, you know, if you want to bid on Blue Dream or, uh, you know, my favorite's Columbia Cookies, you know, then you can, you can bid on those specific terms and send them to a page and then point them in the right direction to actually buy that, you know, that, um, that gram or pre-roll or whatever you have available on your shopping cart. And then we did touch on this uh, before, but you know, people are, are bidding on your, your brand name. So you can do the same if you want to bid on competitors' brand names. So if I'm Barbary Coast in San Francisco and I want to bid on a, another cannabis store in San Francisco, I'm just going to do a basic search here on what's available in the area. Um, Barbary Coast, Apothecarium or Urbana, you know, they'll, you know, perhaps they'll want to bid on the Barbary Coast brand name. So that's another opportunity for you to get in front of competing uh, dispensary customers. Okay. And then the, the final one I'm going to go through is responsive search ads. Um, you know, that's the, the last, um, last one that you can, you can leverage within the search ads can, uh, search campaigns category. And that's going to be um, responsive, meaning you know they can change uh, based on what people are searching for. Uh, so you can input you know a few variations of responsive ad, uh, different like headlines and and descriptions, and then it'll kind of show different results based on what people are searching. <clears throat> uh, I think I covered everything on the search campaigns. Is there any others that I that I missed there, Courtney? No, I think that you did a, a fantastic job there. Okay. I hope everyone was taking copious notes because, I mean, that's a fantastic uh, campaign spread. The strategy behind it is really solid. Um, you know, I think you covered some really great ground there. Uh, so we did touch on responsive search ads just a little bit, um, but can you tell me a little bit more about the benefits of using responsive search ads? Yeah. So, you know, kind of from the top, you know, you can add, you know, up to 15 headlines and, and four descriptions per ad, and you can allow Google Google's algorithm to, to test and see which ones deliver the, deliver the best click-through rate. So, you know, how many people have seen the ad as far as an impression in the Google search results. And then of those people, how many people clicked and it'll automatically optimize the campaigns to, to generate the most clicks on your behalf, All right? So if, uh, let's say example, if someone's searching for, you know, where to buy cannabis edibles, you know, you could have a, you could create an ad where it says, you know, insert, insert keyword here. And then at the end, you can say at ABC dispensary. So then the, the result and the, and the search results would be, you know, buy, where to buy cannabis edibles at, ABC dispensary. So you can associate that keyword with, you know, with uh, that, with uh, your company name and it'll, you know, there's just endless possibilities there because people are searching for all types of, you know, cannabis um, terms. So you, you know, it's really, it's really endless on the different, uh, different ways that you can target people there. Um, I'll just give another example, you know, uh, say, someone wants to uh, search for a cannabis store in Los Angeles 
and they they ask something like where to buy weed in LA. You know, it could say where to buy weed in LA, and then it could say at ABC Dispensary. So it's a way to associate your brand name with uh, the keyword searches that people are actually leveraging. And and with that, when you do that, uh, that usually means that the click-through rates are higher because people can actually see that term in the ad. So they, you know, kind of, they assume it's relevant to what they're searching for. Definitely right in the ad copy. Google smart, uh, you know, it tries to help you with the right mix of headlines, copy and responsive ads are, you know, a great way to test, test ads, right? So test and see what's working. And then, and then you can optimize your campaigns by, you know, some are kind of falling flat. You can uh, look at the campaigns that are working really well and then try to tailor that messaging um, to yeah. those, you know, to those headlines or be yeah. more like the ad that's really serving well. So exactly. Yeah. Exactly. For, for responsive search ads. Um, so number three on our list would be smart campaigns. So these tie into, you know, what we discussed earlier about targeting and segmentation. Uh, these ads capture local cannabis customers by targeting consumers within designated radius or like we talked, yeah. you know, specific zip codes around your dispensaries. So what are some of the easy uh, cannabis dispensaries? Oh, excuse me. So what are some of the, um, how can cannabis dispensaries utilize Google smart campaigns? Yeah, this is actually one of the easiest campaign types that you can set up for your cannabis dispensary. Um, you know, when, if you're, if you're a novice and, and don't have that much experience in, in running ads on Google, then this would be a great starting point. Uh, so what you can do is you can write, I, uh, write ads that describe your, your store, uh, you know, keep them very um, conservative. You know, you can't, can't mention cannabis or, or marijuana or that you sell it in the actual ad copy. Um, so you'll want to set that up and connect it to your, your Google My Business listing. Uh, and then when you do that, you know, the, the ads will show up on Google search, they'll show up on Google Maps, uh, maybe YouTube, Gmail, and other Google partner websites. Uh, and the way this works is you, you know, pull up your, your location. Let's say um, I'm Barbary Coast and I'm, you know, I'm at 952 Mission Street. I can set a, a radius around my store to only show ads for about, let's say, two miles. And I select um, cannabis story as my cannabis store as my business category. So anytime that someone searches for something related to cannabis store related terms, then your ad will show up as a recommendation within these search results. And uh, an alternative you can do is, let's say I'm in San Francisco and I'm at that same location, 952 Mission Street, uh, zip code 94103. I can add different zip codes in there as well. So if I wanna you know, target 94101 or some of the other popular zip codes in the region, then I can show up for those cannabis terms in that, in those zip codes as well. And it's, it's a really easy way. Like it's a, it's a great way, like to get started, you know, the algorithm algorithm does a lot of the work for you. Um, so you don't have to create all these different search campaigns. It'll just kind of, uh, it'll show, show you as a potential, uh, you know, business to anyone that searches any cannabis term. So it's really kind of a catch-all. That's really nice. You know, when you're first starting out, it can seem so overwhelming and, you know, it's nice that Google wants to help you out. Yep. 
And do we want to stop and maybe answer some of the uh, questions in the Q&A? Let's do it. All right. All right. Let's, Kavi, uh, let's, uh, let's look at your first question. Uh, so can you use cannabis and marijuana as keywords? You cannot use them as keywords in your ad copy, but you can target, you can use them as terms that you want to bid on. So if I want to bid on marijuana store, um, I would add that in my search term that I want to bid on like within the Google ads platform, but I can't put that in my copy. Um, so that's, that's the first one. Uh, Jesus Contreras, what did you mean by bidding on your brand? So as far as bidding on your brand, um, means that you can you can pay for uh, pay for uh, the auction to sh- ensure that you show up for your brand name. So if I'm Media Gel and I want to show up, uh, make sure that I'm at the top of Google when uh, people search for my brand, then I can bid on my own name j- just to ensure that I, I own that real estate. All right. Mark has a question. I own a delivery service with no storefront. How do I set up a Google My Business with no address? Great question, Mark. So yeah, so I'm just kind of trying to think back to setting up delivery services here. Uh, You Number one, you do have to have an address to receive a postcard. Right. So to set up the Google My Business account, you need to have a mailing address and it should match uh, whatever is on your like fictitious bi- uh, business name statement or however you incorporated your business. Uh, that's, uh, that's a big factor because if your account gets shut down in some way, and this happens a lot with delivery services, uh, you need to be able to pr- provide proof. Uh, right. And then... Right. As far as the the business name, like a, a little trick that I'll share with you when you're doing a delivery service is if you if your business name is called, let's say, Doobie, and uh, like that's your brand name, you should create a DBA or even just have your LLC say like Doobie Cannabis Delivery. So that when you create your business listing, you can actually include the keywords in your actual business name. And that's going to go a long way when you're trying to rank organically on SEO and when you're um, bidding on keywords, you know, on Google ads. That's a great <laughs> advice, actually. I didn't yeah. know <laughs> cannabis in there. You know, you'd think that, that would kind of flag some things, but thank you for that. That was good. I'm learning. Yeah, I mean, and then another trick would be, you know, you probably want to create another DBA that doesn't have cannabis in there. So when you're doing banking, <laughs> you don't want to have any red flags uh, when you're trying to open a bank account. Cause we know, we all know the challenges that cannabis stores have to deal with. So, um, all right, I'll take a few more questions here. Do the landing pages have any restrictions? I've heard that CBD companies shouldn't mention CBD on the page for AdWords. Is that true? We should talk yeah. about that next. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We can touch on, we'll save that one for, We're about for to the next it. question. Yeah. Go ahead, Courtney. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, you know, we have covered quite a few ad types and we wanted to pause. And I know yep. number four on the list is not an ad type necessarily, but it does have a huge effect on your ad campaigns and that is yep. your landing pages. So, you know, if your landing page is poorly designed, you'll see a high bounce rate and poor ad conversion. Um, and it's an important piece of the puzzle with your ad setup that so many businesses overlook. They really just, you know, set up the ad copy, they get their keywords in there, and then they start sending um, traffic to their home pages when that, that's not uh, uh, recommended. So yeah. what are location pages and why should we send ad traffic here? And then we can touch on and answer that question in there. Yeah, I'm actually going to just share my screen. I'll show you a location page. So for, you know, for a cannabis store, you know, some of the retailers will have multiple locations. So you should have a location page for each individual uh, dispensary location. So this one is Gaylord Recreational Cannabis Dispensary. Uh, you can see above the fold, they have their three call to actions. Number one should always be order online. Like we really want to get people to purchase. We want to convert this website visitor um, to buy. So you can, you can see that that's here top of uh, above the fold. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what I mean above the fold is uh, you, you shouldn't have the customer uh, or website visitor have to scroll up the desktop like their, their browser or on their phone at all. Yeah. Like they should be able to see, yeah, <laughs> they should be able to see like everything right away. So order online, get directions. You know, some people may have already ordered, but they, they need to figure out how to get to the store. Boom. They can click on get directions. Uh, you know, maybe they made a mistake on their order and they need to get some help and make some changes. Boom. There's the phone number. So they can call, you know, they're on the way to pick up their, their order and, uh, set to go. Uh, so that's, this is a landing page and I'll kind of go through a few other parts that are important. Um, your address should be visible on here, your phone number, um, your amenities. So, you know, this partner, they allow for in-store pickup in-store shopping curbside and delivery. So you should really make sure that you, you highlight this within the landing page, and then you shouldn't add this to your, um, your ad copy in the Google ads. So do you have same, same day delivery? Is it a two, three hour delivery window? Um, you know, curbside pickup uh, exploded during COVID. I mean, that was, um, yeah. that was a big campaign that we'd run uh, and, you know, making sure that people knew that they could order online, they could uh, pick up without getting out of their car and they can go home and, and enjoy uh, their products in a safe manner. So, and then another call to action here. And, you know, I have, you know, there's, there's never too many uh, call to actions as far as order online. You can see it's in the top right of this website with all their locations accessible. It's in the middle, front and center. And when you scroll down the page, it's at the bottom. Uh, and then as we discussed before, we have the loyalty program. So this partner, they, they have uh, the ability to choose the location, add your name, email, and then opt into the loyalty program. So there's a lot of things that uh, they're doing right on this website. And, you know, that's, um, that's high level. Um, some of the things that you should consider when creating a landing page. And uh, there's a few more that are, that are uh, related to SEO that may impact conversion rates as well. And, you know, I'll share those with you. And that would be 
the load speed of the actual website. So you want to ensure that you know when people click on the ad, the site loads quick. They can see where they need to go, um, or else they'll they'll leave the site like right away, and that will increase your bounce rate. And bounce rate means someone comes to your website and then leaves. So they don't visit more than one page. And that's something that you don't want. And then uh, the site should be, or the landing page should be responsive for mobile, tablet, and desktop viewers. So that's oh, yes. another that's <laughs> another one. So, you know, the ads may be shown. I mean, they're, most likely they're going to be on a, on a cell phone, right? Like I think 70% of all our clients' traffic plus is coming from a, a mobile device. So that's going to be top priority. So make sure that your, your website is um, really accessible on uh, mobile devices, but also on the tablet or a desktop. So you never know where people are going to, to discover your brand and you want to make sure that you can capitalize on uh, that business. Yes. Uh, and then as far as answering your question on the um, having the, the words within the landing page at Kavi, um, I would... I would um, kind of minimize, you know, the, the number of times you use kind of restricted words. And that would be, you know, marijuana, cannabis, THC. Those are all kind of like words that'll get your, your uh, page disapproved. So you'll have to limit the mentions of those and use some like, you know, creative synonyms that uh, kind of tell the same story, but without flat out saying like, you know, buy marijuana here. <clears throat> and for CBD, the alternative would be hemp. Like hemp is a, is an approved keyword that uh, CBD companies bid on. And then since we're talking about the, that as well, I'll answer your other question, Kavi, which is uh, prices. Um, I was looking at the sum of all our accounts across, um, I would say like a hundred retail locations. Plus, uh, and it looks, I say the average is about $1.50 per click within the cannabis industry. Uh, if, you're, if you're bidding on like competitors, that can be almost double that. And if you're trying to reach uh, like highly competitive keywords, like a dispensary near me or a marijuana store, um, those can be a little bit more as well. Uh, if you are bidding on if you're bidding on keywords related to like product category or product specific, they'll probably be a little cheaper because there's not, there's no one, probably no one else bidding on those keywords. So you have to keep that in mind is like, what's the, when you're, where you're putting together your, like where you're going to spend your money. Um, you know, you want to protect your brand. You also want to find new cannabis consumers. You want to get new people in your store, get them into your program uh, and then you also want to help promote some of your you know, partner vendors and brands. So really just find the right balance with that. And, you know, the great thing is uh, within the media gel platform, you know, you have the ability to see the return on ad spend per campaign. So you can run 20 campaigns and run hundred dollars on each of the campaigns and you can see which ones generated the most return. And then you can use that to prioritize like where you're spending your money. And you should be looking at that every yeah. day. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. Well, that you covered 
so much. I mean, that was a wealth of information. Um, I loved the location uh, landing pages because those are great for SEO, but definitely make sure you keep those, um, the page speed, you know, really fast. Uh, The landing pages being super clean. I mean, not only, I loved the above the fold, there were three different you know, conversions right there. They're easy to see. There's, it's not cluttered. You have a clear intent on what someone is, you know, what you're wanting them to do. Um, and then obviously keeping it, you know, somewhat clean of, of a a ton of cannabis terms. So, um, oh, and making sure they look good on different devices. I mean, that's, that's something that, you know, especially, um, small to medium sized businesses, right. They've, they've got their landing page design, but then they forget to look at it on mobile and see, and see what it looks like. And if that's where your customers are coming from, you got to look really, really good. So thank you so much. Mm, Um, of course that culminates our search ad and landing page discussion. So that's going to bring us to number five on the list, which are display ads, uh, Guillermo, tell me what they are and why they are effective for cannabis businesses. Yeah. Display ads are, um, you know, traditional display advertising, like banner ads. Um, so when you, when you're working, uh, within the Google platform and you like to run display ads, uh, you would upload pictures and different headlines, and then it'll create different variations of those search ads so that they'll be displayed in, uh, let's say YouTube or, or Gmail or the Google apps. Um, so these are not, you know, focused on search intent. They're really like top of funnel. Right. So you're, you're trying to get people's attention so that they'll click. So you need to make the, the ads um, stand out. Mm-hmm. All right. And then, you know, as far as uh, according to Google, you know, their display ads reach 90% of Internet users globally. That's so, huge. <laughs> yeah. So that far exceeds the, you know, the geographical area around your dispensary. But you can, you know, you can tap into those potential customers in your neighborhood and, you know, just Make sure you have the, your targeting to only focus on uh, those zip codes and just make sure you narrow, narrow your scope so that you focus on, um, you know, local retailers. So you get the most uh, return on ad spend. Uh, and as far as the ad sizes, you know, you can create, um, it's like the typical is like a 300 by 250, 728 by 90 on desktop. Um, there's, there's, about like six ad sizes that you should really focus on and consider. Um, so just keep that in mind when you're creating your ads, you should have some, you know, that are vertical, some of their horizontal so that you're hitting uh, customers on all different device types and uh, ad sizes. Mm-hmm. And you definitely want to make sure that the ad copy within those sizes is legible. Less yep. is more with those ads. Uh, sometimes when I'm designing them, I, I have this beautiful design and then I look at it and think, oh my goodness, you can't even read what that button says. So uh, less is more for sure. Um, yep. And clear so- call the actions too, right? Order online, visit us today, like have clear call to actions within your ad. Yeah, absolutely. What do you want me to do? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So just like we had responsive uh, search ads, there are responsive display ads. So number six on our countdown is what are the, you know, what are the benefits of responsive display ads? Yeah. So if you don't want to upload static images or, um, you know, just kind of your own custom design ads, you can, you know, upload 15 images that are horizontal, let's say like lifestyle pictures, someone going on a hike, someone doing yoga, 
um, someone that, you know, wants to go to, you know, let's say they're in bed reading someone uh, at a music festival, whatever it might be, just different lifestyle pictures. You can add up to 15 of those images within the, the platform. And then you can add five headlines and five descriptions and one long headline. So <laughs> there's the, you know, there's, what is that? 20, 26 different variables that can be leveraged and combined so that, um, you know, they'll, they'll provide different, um, they'll show different ads based on what people are searching. So if they're, you know, maybe searching uh, for, you know, best cannabis uh, for outdoors, maybe it'll pop up with a, an ad showing the, you know, you hiking and then um, a call to action with, uh, you know, 10, 10 best hikes in San Francisco Bay area, that type of thing. Um, so these are going to be top of funnel once again. So you're not going to really um, focus on driving sales with this. The goal is to get people into the top of funnel so that you can remarket to them with either remarketing ads or with search ads um, to get them to convert. And you, you definitely want to, you know, just brainstorm with your marketing team, different phrases, mm -hmm. um, you know, that are in line with your brand voice and just having, you know, pictures that really stand out. You know, people are scrolling, people are, they're distracted. They're going to see other articles, other ads. So you want to make sure that you're really catching their attention. Yeah. And know your customer avatar, right? Yep. And test out those different images. Um, you know, do three different types of hiking images, right? And then see which one wins and then optimize your campaign. So, you yep. know, another thing that we, I think we we're talking about this yesterday was that it's so important to look at your data insights and you can learn things about your customers that you didn't know. Maybe, yep. you know, hikers aren't really into the, what, you know, you're offering. Maybe it's more yoga, right? So then you can, you can shift um, your uh, creatives to focus on that target audience. Number seven on our list is uh, local campaign ads. Um, there are a few things that marketers need to have in place in order to run a successful local campaign. Yeah. So can you tell me what types of businesses would benefit most from this ad type and what they need to have in place? Yeah, so this is, um, this is going to leverage your Google My Business listing. So as I mentioned before, you need to, <clears throat> you need to set up your, your delivery service or your cannabis retailer through Google My Business. Uh, and then you can create a local campaign. And th these are pretty easy to set up as well. So you'll just need to decide on your, the goals. So the KPI. Um, so whether you want to drive walk-ins, website visitors, or phone calls, uh, you can choose that goal first. And then you can select your location within the Google Ads platform. So I want to select my San Francisco location. And then I want to set my budget for each of those. And then I can upload my, my ad copying assets to that as well. So let's say I'm, you know, I want to do a five mile radius around my store, uh, for a deliver for a retailer. Uh, then these would, you know, these would uh, drive intent, uh, to those intent and walk-ins to those locations on a local level. These wouldn't be a good, uh, these wouldn't be a good, uh, channel for a delivery service. So you really want to focus on brick and mortars. Then these ads, in addition to being on Google search, they can be on Google display network and Google maps and YouTube. So you have much more coverage across all the, the Google platforms. Would this be a good campaign type for capturing tourists? Uh, yes. So, if, you know, 
you're in a you're in an area let's say you're in san diego and um you know you someone just flies into the airport there it's really close to downtown and i know there's a uh, urban leaf and a few other uh, cannabis stores in the area so if you set maybe a five mile radius in san diego you're going to capture all the tourists that are at you know, arriving at the airport you'll probably also catch a uh, sea world you'll catch pacific beach so all the beach tourists you'll catch uh, downtown little italy um so you're really you really capture everyone in that city <clears throat> like sounds like you've been to san diego before yeah just a little <laughs> bit <laughs> Okay, so let's talk about, uh, let's give a, throw a little nugget out to the CBD retailers. Um, how can CBD uh, uh, retailers use shopping campaigns to promote their e-commerce inventory? Yeah, so, you know, there is, there is some limitations on that, but I'll just kind of show you an example. Um, what you're referring to is actually Google Shopping, and this is all done through the Google Merchant uh, platform. So, um you can't use CBD in your terms, but you can use hemp. So if I, you can see the ads here above the fold. Uh, these are all paid advertisements for hemp products. So you can see that there, there's a ton of them on here. Our, our friend uh, Tommy Chung is right there that I saw just a second ago. And they all have hemp in their label and their images as well. Yep. Yeah, so you know, when you're creating products, you may want to, um, you know, do a photo shoot with uh, different labeling too. So if you have CBD, you may want to um, kind of, you may want to change that to, there's Tommy Chung's. These are all the or, organic listings as well. So you can submit your, when it comes to shopping, you need to actually create a shopping feed. So it's like a spreadsheet that you submit to the Google Merchant Center. <clears throat> uh, so it's a little... Um, there's a few more steps to this, but the good thing is if I click on one of these ads, I'm being sent directly to the product page. So um, that will you know, increase the chances of you actually converting this potential ad to a, a sale. That's beautiful. Very clean. I like it. Yeah. And there is uh, we do have 10 minutes left. So I wanted to make sure that we uh, consider the, the questions that we have as well. Um, let's see. Have you ever had a sh account shut down and why the answer is no. Uh, we've had ads, ads specifically disapproved, but never a, an ad account shut down. So, um, you know, we really take pride in that and, you know, it's really, um, uh, the, the expertise of our Google ads engineers are all uh, certified through the Google Ads platform, and uh, they they're all U.S. based, um, so they really you know it is a uh, it is tricky to to get cannabis ads you know constantly uh, live and flighted. So it's really um, really give uh, the kudos to them and and their their art and science there. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> And then Nikki, can you explain the funnel from top to bottom when it comes to ads and startup and startup marketing companies within the cannabis industry? Uh, so let's see. So if it's for a marketing agency, you know, the top of funnel is going to be a little tricky uh, because 
you know, you'll, you're going to be alongside um, a lot of other ads that are not related to a search. Like, so for a display ad campaign top of funnel, it's going to be within like the Gmail app or the YouTube app. So that's going to be a display campaign. So you're really, you know, you know, fortunately for, for marketing companies, uh, you know, you don't have as many limitations when it comes to cannabis because you're not actually selling product. If you are marketing for cannabis companies, then there, there could be a few limitations there because you have those words on your page. So you'll have to, to, you know, remove those from the page and, and be more conservative with that and maybe just create some landing pages, um, uh, that are, uh, just minimize those mentions. And if you have a cannabis brand, let's see, this is from, uh, Kavi, do you have any advice for cannabis brands that don't own dispensaries? Does AdWords work as well? Uh, yeah. So if I have a, let's say I have a pre-roll company in California, I can bid on number one, my brand name. If I want to protect myself, I can bid on product category terms and product terms. So if I want to bid on, bid on like pre-rolls in San Diego, I can do that. Um, and uh, if I want to bid on my brand name, I can do that as well. Those, those would probably be the, the two options I would do for, for that. Uh, Ashley, if you have a client who wants to do something or grow like cloud, what's our monthly investment look like? Great question. Uh, I would, I would recommend a, a minimum budget about $3,000 per month, uh, you know, for one location that's going to give you, uh, let's see, $3,000 divided by 150. That's going to get you about 2000 clicks to your website. So that's going to give you a good, um, a good test to actually see the, the value of Google ads. And I'm going to put my calendar in the zoom chat. If you want to schedule something with me or with the, with the team, we're more than happy to, to walk you through that. Uh, let's see. Should we keep going? I know we have two left. Yeah, we have two left. Um, if you have CBD in the image or cannabis in the actual image, is that a problem because there is OCR generated tools for you to catch it? Yes. Um, well, when you have your landing pages, I would not have cannabis on there. Like they know if it's cannabis plant on there, this happens not only with images, but with their clients logos. So if you have a weed plant in the logo, like that can get you, uh, you know, disapproved. Mm -hmm. So I'd recommend not having, having that in the, in the branding. Uh, landing pages should not have keywords, canvas delivery, canvas near me. No. So the, Jesus, the, um, the question is, should, should you not include keywords such as cannabis delivery and cannabis near me in the landing pages? I would say no. I would uh, remove those from the landing pages for Google ads, but I would include those for other landing pages for SEO purposes. So if you're, you really have to keep the two separate, um, you know, the, those terms can be on your evergreen website, you know, on your main domain name, but you, you may want to create uh, kind of an alternative just for, um, uh, for non-cannabis terms. And then last question, I had a Facebook shutdown. 
How do I reinstate it, Rick? Um, we can, I would just set up a call with us uh, on that one. Uh, I mean, it's probably not likely that you're going to get it reinstated, to be honest. And if you, if you do, um, you know, it, it's going to be tricky to keep it up. And, you know, an alternative I would recommend is to, to run a display ad campaign through mainstream publishers. Uh, so you can reach that same audience that you're reaching on social media, but in a, um, you know, it's in a compliant way. Yeah. You still have options. So don't yep. be too disheartened, but Facebook's a tough one. Yeah. Just think, think of, I mean, I'll, I won't get too deep in this, but just think of the, the different way places that you can reach cannabis consumers. One's going to be search engines, which is what we're talking about today. And that, uh, has a huge part of the entire, you know, entire internet. And then there's social media, and then there's going to be publishers. So publishers can include like, um, you know, like CNN, Fox, ESPN, Sports Illustrated, but also all the gaming, dating apps, connected TV, like you can access people on those platforms. So between the three, you should be able to reach everyone. Um, and there's other search engines to consider as well, like Bing, which we can run ads on too. So. And other social media platforms as well. And other social media platforms. Yep. LinkedIn's great. <laughs> Yes. Should we keep going? Sure. Okay. I know we're running out of time, but number nine, my favorite remarketing. Um, and I love this because you're re-engaging with a warm audience. You know, these yeah. individuals have already completed certain actions. Uh, like they visited your website, you know, they may have clicked on your ad, um, and remarketing to this segment allows your, your brand, your business to become so much stronger and, and more recognizable for your current and even potential clients. So yeah. Guillermo, tell us how to set up remarketing ads on Google. Yeah. So, um, first you want to ensure that you install the remarketing pixel from Google. And we, you know, we also recommend installing Google analytics. So, um, you know, off the top, make sure you get those two implemented. And then when you're kind of thinking about remarketing, it's, you know, someone clicks on an ad, let's say they found you on Google maps, looked around your website and then left, uh, without making a purchase, you know, you can use remarketing to just remind them, you know, that, uh, they may be interested in your dispensary. So kind of following them around, you know, you know the same way if you, you know, search for a pair of shoes, and you may see that same ad on Instagram. Uh, that's the same way that this uh, tactic could work. Uh, and, you know, really thinking about the, the full marketing funnel, you know, we talked about uh, adding, uh, you know, just building your funnel from, from the top down. So display advertising or discovery campaigns to get people on the top of the funnel. And then you can remarket to that same audience because they've been pixeled. Uh, with search ads or additional um, display ads. So it's just a great way to, to nurture customers and, uh, you know, just following the, the marketing rule of seven, you know, a potential customer will have to see your name or um, business around seven times before they'll make a purchase. So this is a, a great way to support that and get people to convert. Uh, and then not to mention that remarketing ads are typically, you know, 10 times as effective as regular ads, you know, so people already have a connection. Um, so, you know, these will perform uh, really well as far as the return on ad spend. 
I personally love being followed around by different product searches, uh, shoes in particular. <laughs> you know, it reminds you of what you search for, and it definitely builds trust. Uh, you know, for yep. me, if I see you in different locations, and I'll start to look at you more and, and think about you. So, remarketing is a fantastic tool. Um, yep. That brings us to number ten, which is uh, which is not really an ad campaign, but it, they are Google Maps. And this is really, really important, right? Yep. Uh, Google just announced that they're going to be sunsetting the you know, traditional Google My Business profiles and everything is going to be integrated into Google Maps. So what are your tips for dispensaries you know, setting up Google Maps? Um, first thing is, you know, ensure that uh, you set up your, it's free. So like set up your free profile. And right now it's business.google.com and you can set up your, your profile on there. And then soon it'll be maps.google.com. So, you know, set up uh, a profile there, your, your company name, your, your category, phone number, website, address, like all the business details so that people can easily find you. Uh, and then they do have a new um, kind of a description area and you can add some of your top keywords there, you know, like San Francisco dispensary or some of the products that you sell, uh, whether it's like you know, flour, pre-rolls, edibles, and so on. Uh, and all of these will show up in the local pack. And I'll show you uh, a quick sample of what that looks like before we um, drop off today. So this would be cannabis store near Philadelphia. So you can see the, the businesses popping up here in the local pack. And then you can see in local stuff. A great way to position yourselves at the top of those results. Uh, yeah, I, I would say that's high level. Um, that's that's what I would focus on for that. <clears throat> and we do have one question actually from Jesus. Um, so uh, out of the 2000 clicks, what would be the average of those clicks that would lead to a purchase? Great question. That's going to be uh, your conversion rate. So, you know, take a look at your Google Analytics Right now, if you have that set up and see what your conversion rate, we, we typically shoot for an 8% conversion rate or higher. That's what we see across retailers who have a, you know, a complete product catalog and competitive pricing. So 2000 clicks times 8% would be 160 transactions times maybe $75 average order. That's $1,200,000 in sales. So <laughs> could be a could be a good uh, campaign to test out. Yeah, and shoot us a shoot us a message after, and we'll be happy to walk you through that. Thank you. I love it when you know just <laughs> just providing that information right then and there is is perfect, uh, and it helps yeah. people understand you know what metrics to look at, how to do yep. the map, and and what free options you can um, set up. So Google Maps, don't overlook that. That's one of those, like when you start a business, the first things that you should, you should be doing. So, okay, let's recap. I, I know we covered a ton of information and, yep. um, you know, for anyone, uh, Guillermo, can you just give anyone who has maybe just tuning in a recap of our 10 different ways to advertise your cannabis store on Google? Yeah, there, there is a ton of them there. So search campaigns would be one, responsive search campaigns, smart campaigns, uh, location landing pages is big, uh, display ad campaigns, responsive display ad campaigns, local campaigns, shopping campaigns, remarketing, and optimize your Google Maps. 
So we have a Good search right there. <laughs> ton, a ton, a ton of resources there, and you know, I really want to thank everyone for joining us today as we went through, you know, all these different ways you can advertise your cannabis store on Google, and uh, you know, MediaGel is your leading platform to advertise your store on Google, and you know, we have full transparency into to each of the ad strategies that we're running. I uh, you know we covered them all today. We have real-time uh, return on ad spend reporting and the ability to, to cross market with SEO and display advertising. So really uh, covering um, all, you know, the, the full marketing funnel there. And if there's any more questions here, let's see. Um, oh, Mark. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for joining us today. And Courtney, any uh, last remarks? <laughs> No, just thank you so much for your wealth of knowledge. I know, you know, that this can be daunting for a lot of businesses that want to get into paid search and especially with regulations and things. And you kind of have to set things up a little different than you would a normal business. But I mean, I'm going to watch this on demand over and over and over. So thank you so much for everything. And I thank you for having me. Yeah, appreciate it. See everyone. Bye. (laughs) Cheers. Bye.